Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, I love it, love it. I love it, love it. I love my HBCU. And man, I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the ACCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab. Yeah. Dr. Caville, he know what he be talking about. Mike and Charles, they know what they be talking about. They compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot. And who the boss? So listen to Professor, yes sir. And pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Caville with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Welcome to episode. 307 Inside the HBC Sports Lab Radio Show and Podcast. The show is covering the sporting HBC dash for all things HBC sports. For institutions large and small from the NIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBC sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics to facilitate the stores of HBCU athletic programs and the business of HBC sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyalkaville, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment. So we have a guest professor in the building, guest lecturer, Stephen Gaither of HBCU Game Day. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to Caseway Store 30 AM studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Fame, the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. Charles, how you doing today, man? Hey, I'm doing well, Dr. Greville. I mean, I, I've enjoyed this week three of HBCU football. I think it checked all the boxes. We got out-of-conference wins. We got upsets. Uh, and, uh, of course, another Jackson State win. So, I'll, I'll take that. Boy, it's a blowout. <laughs> Jackson State win. Jackson State blowout. Just beating up on folks. I see what's going on. Stephen Gaither, how you doing today? Doing well, Dr. Cavill. Thank you for uh, having me on and letting me visit. As you can see, um, they've already moved on to basketball in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than that, um, I'm doing well. Um, I'm really excited to be on and I talk about some of the great HBCU football that's going on around uh, the country. So I'm excited. No doubt. You know, I see double specialists, <laughs> really HBCU specialists in so many different ways. But obviously, home and heart grew up right there in CIAA country. And so we're going to make sure that we get really in touch with our CIAA feelings. And it sounds like Stephen Gaither is already in those. So it won't be hard for us to carry on. But we'll get to it and have some fun while we do it. Today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THCA LLC. THCA is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. Today's show will be good as we discuss the latest HBC news in sports. With that being said, let me go to Professor Bishop over there. What's some of the hot news out there in your opinion? What's on your mind? Yeah, let's start off. Let's go with the SWAT Players of the Week, SWAT Football Weekly Honors. So the Southwestern Athletic Conference name, Jackson State, Shador Sanders, Aubrey Miller Jr., and Sibion Wilkerson, all along with uh, Texas Southern's Richard Garcia as its SWAT Football Players of the Week for the outstanding performances. Let's take a look at the Offensive Player of the Week, Shador Sanders. He accounted for a career high, six touchdowns, four passes, and two rushing during Jackson State's 66-24 win over Bramlin. He completed 24-34 uh, for 357 yards, and he Sanders threw touchdown passes of 726, 86, and 23 yards to go with runs of 1 and 15. Defensive player of the week, Aubrey Miller. He contributed eight tackles, one forced fumble, one pass breakup, one quarterback hurry against Gramlin this past weekend. Uh, his forced fumble against Gramlin uh, on the first drive of the game led to a turnover in Jackson State's first touchdown of the contest. Richard Garcia, key contributor for Texas Southern this past weekend in their Defeat of Southern 24 to nothing. He averaged 46.2 yards on five punts with a long of 57, and it was highlighted by two 50 yard punts. And then, of course, the newcomer Louis Sigal Wilkinson, 23 rushes, 141 yards, and two touchdowns in his first start for Jackson State. So, those are the SWAC players of the week. Usually, I just let you say your stuff and move on to it. But before I go to Gator to get his news of the day, I got to comment on some of this. Uh, Shadur, you just running out of superlatives to talk about his play. Uh, Aubrey Miller is doing his thing, obviously. Uh, but Garcia for Texas Southern University, he has 
Prairie View folks talking noise. <laughs> <laughs> the oddest thing after you come off a loss. But they just talking noise. Did you see? Did you see? Yeah, I saw that. I thought that was interesting. And <laughs> Garcia, along with Texas Southern and the coaches and their fans, got Southern folks just losing their rabbit ass mind. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can we get a couple of more data points? I guess not. Let me go to Steve Gaither and see what he thinks. One of some of the hot HBCU takes out there for him. What's on your mind? Well, yeah, I think, um, you know, there's a lot going on. Obviously, we're in the middle of football season, as joked a little bit earlier, but basketball as well. Um, I know uh, Mikey Williams, a young man from uh, California, uh, four or five-star uh, prospect who's, you know, been flirting with HBCUs pretty much his entire High school career um, recently told the I Am Athlete podcast that he's thinking about, um, you know, he's interested in visiting Jackson State uh, as well. Initially, uh, he had put out a list uh, back in 2020 uh, going into his sophomore year. And uh, one of the schools that, you know, the school, he had five HBCUs on there. Uh, one of them was Alabama State, which at the time was coached by, uh, you know, coach uh, Mo Williams, who's now Mo Williams. Uh, yep. who's uh, over in uh, in Jackson. And so. Um, JSU wasn't on the list at that time. Now, apparently, he is on one of the lists of the HBCUs that he's interested in. Um, you know, this man, you know, we've been, you know, chronicling his saga since 2020 as far as, you know, just his interest in HBCUs, his visits. Um, you know, he's a guy who uh, went from California, came over here to North Carolina, you know, the basketball, the high school and college basketball capital of the world, um, you know, and he's neck of the woods. And he was over here for a couple of years. He's transitioned back over to uh, – back over to California, uh, but, you know, still, um, you know, keeping HBCUs uh, around his orbit. And I think a lot of folks are interested to see if, you know, when it comes down to it, if he does decide to go to college because he, uh, you know, is one of the prospects that, you know, some folks say could maybe potentially go to the pro route, whether he will indeed uh, choose one or will end up going uh, the conventional route and choosing a power five school. So I think it's going to be very interesting. I think some people are, you know, you know, have kind of been, you know, on this for a while. So it'll be interesting to see how that's going as well as him and uh, some other guys like Bronny James, who's going to be in the class of 2023 as well. So I know we're in the middle of football season, but, you know, basketball um, is is right there as well. And uh, I think that's a story that Bears watching over the next couple of uh, months uh, and see what maybe this time next year we got him uh, playing one of the HBCUs. Yeah, great point. You do have a dope basketball pitch in the background, so it makes sense when you go there with your news. You are in basketball country because uh, many people are saying not playing football around there, at least in Winston-Salem State. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that alone. We'll come back to that. <laughs> but with, the, <laughs> with that being said, it's not like Jackson State didn't need, need any more news to talk about. But, yeah, th- there is that. Let's mm. go over here to the Skiggy Athletics. 700 wins. If wow. You get a chance, go check out A.D. Drew's article with 700 wins. It's uh, great information in terms of that. One of the winningest um, Division II programs out there. I know some people are two, four. Uh, they make sure you get your information on that. Uh, but more so than that, the uh, winningest HBC program out there. So a lot of history when you talk about Tuskegee. Can you just really think about that 700 wins? It's amazing. A lot of victories. I don't care yeah. what level, what you're doing, when you did it. That's exactly. a lot of wins that, that'll bring a lot of pride with the program. So kudos for uh, Tuskegee getting that done. Before I go back to Charles, let me give a shout out to Sarah, Sarah Beverly, Kevin Harris, Noel Price in the building, Jimmy Wilson. Panthers 1876 is on this link today. Noel Price, Chuck Hunt, G. Boom Holly, Michael Lee, uh, Ricky Burden, Chuck Hunt, Panthers of 1876, as I said, Lashawn Harris, George Suggs, Troy Lamont Coleman. Must be a big matchup for A&T this week, South Carolina. We will get into breaking that down a little bit uh, before the end of the week. I'm uh, uh, intrigued about that matchup. Thomas Einstein Maddox doing his thing. Who else we have in here? Q, you Kellum is on in the building. I see it. Michael Knox, uh, Frank K. Patterson. Kay Johnson, Gerald Wayne Joseph, that's brother Joseph, past president, Alpha Ada Lambda, graduate chapter Alpha Alpha, that I'm a member of. Shout out uh, to brother Joseph. Shout out to my senior friend, Kay Patterson. 
Patterson. Patterson, is that who that is? Yeah, yeah. from Patterson. Yeah. Low on here, Jeff Roberts, Reginald Johnson, Jerome Jeep Sutton, Wendy Jenkins Bishop. I know it, the better, better half, Theron Waters. Uh, who else we have in here giving us some love, man? Y'all in here deep today. Appreciate you, Kevin Crawford. With that being said, let me go back to you, Charles. Give us one of our last news. What else you got on your mind today? Yeah, let me let me share this uh, to George Suggs uh, sent to me. Congratulations to Jackson State's historical milestone held by South Carolina State's uh, 1981 HBCU National Champions. Uh, but Jackson State is the first team in 41 years to defeat Grambling, Tennessee State, and Florida A&M in the same calendar year. So that was nice, a little historical footnote. So I appreciate George Suggs for sending it to me. That's pretty big. And, you know, obviously we want to get too ahead of our skis. Uh, they might have a chance at the end of the season to uh, put that final little notch on the belt that would be out of this world. You think about all those big brands out there. That's, that's pretty unique. Um, and getting it done this early in the season is crazy to tell you about the strength of the schedule. Bringing on that, before I get into break, I did want to talk about poll rankings. Jackson State and the AFCA coaches, FCS poll, top 25. Uh, Jackson State is number 11. Uh, however, in the stats, FCS, we got a newcomer in there. Coming out of the mm. game, North Carolina Central, 3-0 after winning over a top 25 New Hampshire team at the time. They come in the poll, not ranked last week, but they're 25. In the same poll, you have Jackson at 11. So it's interesting to see how that uh, moves up. There's a chance uh, South Carolina State, in terms of what they do and what maybe people think about them, you could have two teams out of the MEAC rank in the top 25. Uh, and then it'll be interesting to see, can you find the SWAC at some point getting two teams in? Could you get four teams in the top 25 HBCU? Something to keep your mind on. It's early in the process to get two teams in there, so it's pretty good news when you think about it. I know – HBCU Game Day does a ranking for both uh, power divisions. Stephen Gaither, I'm sure you have Jackson State at number one, but in your mid-major poll, a Division II poll, I'm not sure what you refer to. Who do you have at number one on that side? Yeah, we got JSU unanimous right now. Um, they have been unanimous since week one uh, uh, mm. as far as this Division II uh, mid-majors. Uh, Virginia Union uh, is on top right now until somebody knocks them off. Um, you know, they got a big matchup coming this weekend. But they're 3-0, and especially, you know, after beating Valdosta State. They took care of business, uh, you know, handled Livingstone at home yesterday, uh, last week. Um, and we saw what they did to VUL uh, far more than what, you know, Delaware State was able to do to them um, over the last week. So um, I think, uh, you know, they've definitely flexed their muscle, um, especially with Bowie State, you know, Falling, falling a little bit, but you know those two got a matchup that's going to come at later in the season, which is always, um, which is always a knockdown, drag down affair. So, uh, and then Albany State, of course, you know they've got the the blip against FAMU, but uh, solid wins in the D two world, and uh, and then you got Benedict and Fort Valley State are rolling at three and zero. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot to be you know still played out, but um, right now Virginia Union sitting on top. Let's get into it. Let me give a couple of more shout-outs. Brother Wendell Davis on here. Jazzy Faye. Hey, y'all. He says at 11 uh, in terms of what's going on there. And you already have South Carolina straight. Troy Lamont saying, no, South Carolina State is about to get that L Saturday, so they will not be in the top 25. <laughs> everybody to know. <laughs> Jazzy Faye, uh, I'm late. Laugh out loud. No, you're good. You're good. Michael Lee is in the building as well. Let's get into our break, and we'll come back, and we'll give you Dr. Cavill's top 25. See how I set that up? We're going to see who knows what I'm talking about, see if these guys agree with my top 25 after we let everybody else get a little shine. Stick with us after this fourth-quarter break. First quarter break, I should say, getting into the second quarter. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. Support the Black College Sports Network so we can continue to provide you coverage. Go to myjbn.com slash support and be a part of the Black College Sports Network. Let's get back to getting ticks instead of watching flicks. Before we can safely get out there, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. Visit getvaccineanswers.org so you can make an informed decision for yourself and for your crew. Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember they can use less. 
sweet pillows of softness. This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back, everybody. <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language, and she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot of So listen to Professor Yes Sir and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Before I get into the poll, I love the comments coming in. Let me first apologize to Jazzy Faye. I said he. Right after I said it, I knew I read the name again. I said, that's a she. And she made sure that I corrected her. Uh, much love and my apologies. George Suggs is already in here. After you gave him a shout out, he's feeling good and comfortable. He said, pride is on the line. a and 35. That's North Carolina a and South Carolina State 30. Ooh. we Upset of the year early as you come in. It'll be interesting. That'll be a fun one. I will have my eyes on it, Donna. Donald Crawford in the building. Uh, Jimmy Wilson already the fire folks. He worse than Southern. He said, well, I'll Odom last to the end of his contract. Can we, can oh. we get to like mid-part of the season? <laughs> the contract just started. Right? Oh. I mean, it was two FBS programs. One of the FBS programs had to upset over Notre Dame. You want to fire him there? Notre Dame want to fire their coach. Everybody want to fire somebody. Southern want to fire somebody. Just fire, fire them all, fire them all. You get a car, you get a car, you get a key. Slip, you, get a slip, you get a big slip. All right, I got it. Top 25, let's get into it. And when we do our top 10, um, as we get into these poll rankings, lot, some changes here as we get late in the evening uh, in the season. I'll start doing the top five. But right now we're going to get into 10. Uh, with the top 10 programs, at number 10, you have Clark Atlanta Panthers, one and two on the season. They fall two spots. They find a way to stay in the poll. At number nine, Bluefield State, Big Blue. Not ranked last week. They jump in the poll, sitting in there, getting it done in a lot of ways. They got two wins on uh, one, two wins on the season, I say, one and oh, uh, as they move around, uh, continue to get it done. They're one and one on the season. Let me get that correct. We got the wrong uh, rank uh, records in there. At number eight, West Virginia State, Yellow Jackets, two and one on the season, quietly. Making a move there. They were not ranked as they jump in the top 25. But number seven, Virginia State Trojans are two and one. Uh, Dr. Henry Frazier, is he rolling over there? He's going to do it this early? I'm not too sure about that, but it'll be fun as we get it done. That Virginia State Virginia Union matchup will be interesting. Not ranked, but he's in the top 10 for this week. And number six, Fort Valley State Wildcats, three and oh. Uh, two and oh, as they continue to win. Surprise, a lot of folks, they just remain at the top six. As the top five programs continue to get it done, no changes this week in the top five. At number five, Fayetteville State Broncos are two and one. At number four, Albany State Golden Rams are two and one. You got Benedict Tigers at number three, undefeated on the season, three and oh, quietly getting it done. That big matchup last Thursday uh, as they got it done in so many different ways. At number two, Langston Lions, three and oh on the season as they keep it rolling. And Virginia Union Panthers are also my number one. Uh, they have four votes, not unanimous, as you have two, three, and four also getting two votes, but they have it with 94 points. Virginia Union can get it, continues to get it done, setting up for a top-ten matchup, so things might get interesting this week already. 
Charles, what do you think in terms of the mid-major poll rank? Where, thing, are, I gotta... where, where are the Shaw Bears? Where are the Shaw Bears? You bring an 18-game <laughs> conference win streak, the Shaw Bears need to be in the top 10. Sidney Gibbs wants his props. <laughs> hey, man, it just out of victory. We we questioned. Well, one and two. Hey, I, see, I see one and two down there at 19. I, I want the Shaw Bears up there. They ain't even getting any votes coming in. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, maybe next week. They get another win. They get another win. Let me go to Stephen Gates to see if he agrees with your Shaw Bears. He's a CIAA special. If he says something, I might think twice. If not, I don't want to hear it. Go ahead, Steve. So, yeah, I um I did have Shaw in mind. So, ours came out, but I'm looking at my individual win. Um, I had Bluefield at 10, Virginia State at 9, West Virginia at 8. Uh, I bumped Bowie all the way down to 7. Um, and then Shaw right above them because, of course, they did beat him. Again, you know, Bowie, Bowie State, State had to go. They, they fell out of mind. They had to go. They got to go. Well, nice. Think, you, you know, they, they, they played a quality team. I see. I understand. I understand. Keep it going. I, I like, I, you know, they played a quality schedule, and I think, you know, they will bounce That's back. True. Um, you know, That's very true. tough opponents. They're not supposed to lose a shot. They get you in trouble, man. I know it happens think, at some point, but you say Shaw's going to be all right. I think, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Shaw, if Shaw is in the CIAA championship game this year. Whoa. Um, all right. You know, they have Shaw top five. They keep rolling like that. I don't know. Get over I know guys in favor don't, don't like to hear that, but you know, mm. I think I think they might be they might be in in, in for it. But and then I got Fort Valley, Benedict, and Albany State and Union. Um, I don't so I don't have Langston. Um, and obviously what? I'm aware. What? Obviously what? I'm aware oh, of what they do. You know, maybe it's Y'all a little bit of no I know Langston, the, the team furthest west of the Mississippi. Y'all just gonna forget they played football. HBC, they've been playing for a while. <laughs> I like it. been good for a while, but y'all all right. NA ball, don't worry about it. NAIA ball, y'all get no love. I see. Yeah, come on, HBCU game day. You supposed to cover it off. I, I, I do, and, and they did get some and they did get some votes uh from us, but oh, you know, it, it's, right, right. it's it's I mean, still early. Things are still matriculating for me. So <laughs> I got you. Let's get to the major division and see what goes on there, see what your thoughts are on that in terms of Receiving votes. Texas Southern University with a big win. Did not jump mm. in the top 10. Here received the votes. Uh, just outside of it. Uh, at one and two, one and one in the conference race. Grambling State Tigers, they still getting votes one and two as they drop out of the poll is Alcorn State Braves. Uh, dropping out was Grambling as well as Southern dropping out this week. In terms of number 10, yeah, the Florida a and Rattlers, uh, not ranked, they find a way, even though they didn't play last week. They're one and two in terms of um, what they did early and all the other teams. At number nine, yeah, Previan and Panthers, one and two. They fall one spot from eight. At number eight, you have Alcorn State Braves, one and two on the season, win over McNeese State as they were mm. not ranked. Gets them back in the poll after being out of weeks. And number seven, Alabama State Hornets, two and one on the season. Sixth big matchup this week as they face the top ten matchup. Uh, Prairie View at home. It'll be interesting to see what that happens. We'll talk about that during this week as well. At number six, Arkansas Pine Bluff Golden Lions, two and one on the season, seventy-four points. Uh, they do fall spot after loss. It was to a P five Oklahoma State team, uh, but they get a chance to make their statement as they face Alcorn State Braves. They're on the road, but that's a top ten matchup as well. Some interesting matchups this week. And number five, Delaware State Hornets, two and one on the season, 17 points. And number four, Hampton Pirates, 10 oh, They remain at number four uh, as they are undefeated this season. At number three, South Carolina State Bulldogs. They did not play last week, one and one, still have two first place votes. They dropped a spot as North Carolina Central jumps over them all the way to number two, undefeated, uh, and with three first place votes, 100 points after their victory over uh, New Hampshire on the road. At number one, Jackson State Tigers. Halftime, play with everybody, but then in the second half, at least that third quarter, they just monkey stomp folks and just keep rolling, putting up points. Uh, top five team in scoring with a couple of other FCS programs up there at 3-0, 1-0 in the conference race, seven first-place votes. They get that first-place vote they lost last week, they get it back. Let me go to Stephen Gaither. What do you think about the top ten poll major division? 
Well, I think uh, the top four, I actually agree with you all the way through, one through four. Um, I think we're – Good, uh, good. You might be invited back. <laughs> right, right. So I have Alcorn State at five. Uh-huh. Um, I have mm-hmm. them at five. I can Alcorn State at five? They, went, I, they beat I, they I, 0 and 3. Magnus I could, State, y'all. I could, okay, I got you. <laughs> I could be, I could be convinced Alabama State ahead of it, but see, Alabama State beat Howard. It's Howard, and then they beat Miles, and it wasn't that convincing. Then they got the UCLA loss. So I saw them in person. I like what I saw in person, uh, but I think Alcorn getting. I even though McNeese is not the McNeese that you know we normally know. I think some y'all doing is, a little bit of projection. The team played who they played, they win loss. Y'all like to tell me what y'all think well, it's gonna be. I wanna know what they are right now. But go well, ahead. And, and it's your, it's your thoughts. It's your thoughts. Don't let me and, put my I, and I saw, on you. I'm just telling you this. Dr. I saw, oh, right. I saw we want you back on the show, so be careful. So how can fam you at one and two get on your top ten, but Shaw couldn't at one and two <laughs> taking down Bowie State? I mean, if we're going to call some stuff out of here. I'm trying to cut off the mic early. <laughs> That's a good point, though. That is a good point. I'll give you that one. I mean, and I have FAMU uh, up there, too. So I have Morgan State at seven. Their win over Sacred Heart, I think, is a really good win. Because um, everybody else is, you know, one win. Everybody else on the list is one win. So I have them at seven, FAMU eight, Grambling nine. And I still, I'm still holding on to Southern. You know, they lost. They took it on the chin. Um, you know, I'm still oh, holding on. Fans, they shouldn't be on anybody's own I still have I still have hope for them. You got some I, love for Southern. I understand. You I, you know, I, went, I, I was I in Baton Rouge a couple, Nobody else Rouge a couple weeks ago. I got a chance to see them against the against LSU. And you know, if they take away some of the turnovers that they had. I mean, they did a lot of good things in that That's game. That's true. That's really, true. They had three in the Clarence McKinney be, has be. just learned something about how to beat Southern University. Um, they're keeping they're keeping your guys' job, you know. So, you know, <laughs> he, hopefully he's sending something to the Southern University Foundation. And uh, like, you know. Steve Gates like the rest of you folks. He 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 wants to buy. He throwing little shots along the way. You know, but and, and seriously, a great win for Texas Southern. But um. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think, uh, like I said, a lot to be shaken out at this point in the season. I'm still on, okay, who have you played your win-loss record? And also, will you bounce back? So that's kind of where my top 10 lies. No, I try not to. Right, good stuff, I don't want to vary good too stuff. much at this point. No, that's, that's, that's good. Actually, the way you explain yourself, I'll make sure you get invited back. You did well. You, you, did, you, you didn't hurt me too well there, so. I'm okay. You started to go left, and I got nervous there, but go ahead. Charles, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, Dr. Bill, Alcorn, I, I know they vaulted into the top ten, but I probably would have vaulted them up just a little bit higher. That's that's one that those those two out-of-conference games that they played thus far, one they should have had. They let it go in the fourth quarter, and then they knock off and beat the uh, state. Impressive. You're right. I, I, I'll give you that, but I tell you what. No swag team in 15 tries has knocked off a big state and all corn did it this past weekend. So I that 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 weighs pretty heavy for me. Um and you that's know solid. what? Almost, that's solid. That's why they got yeah. that's why they got back in the top ten at number eight. That's I, I, no more. I ain't gonna lie to you, I almost got uh, emotional with, with, with Coach McKinney this past weekend. Not only did they beat Southern, but it was a shutout. And for that Texas Southern oh, defense, yeah, yeah. That, uh, you know, they, they had my predictions That's about them true. finishing second. Like, that was burning in flames, but uh, shut out this past weekend. And that's a good Southern football team. That was as shocking as anything I saw this past weekend. So, uh, at one and two, they might have bumped the Rattlers this past weekend. Uh, I, I might have gotten him in there at number two. Ah, I like that. Yeah, that's I, how I impressed that win. I can see that. I can yeah. see that. I, I, you, you, you are part of the show, so I can't kick you off. So I, I'm here to make some sense. <laughs> some sense there. And not only did you get a little misty eyed hell, Coach McKinney got misty eyed himself after the interview <laughs> in terms of that. But he had good reasons to be uh, excited about that win. It'll yeah. be interesting this week. The thing that I will say about Alcorn State Braves, they have a chance uh, to make a solid. Statement: They have a top 
ten matchup with number six Arkansas Pine Bluff. So it's yeah, easy to replace depending on what they do this weekend. That's why I love week to week matchups, week to week polls, uh, when you have these type of matchups. And in fact, we'll get into that in uh, after this break. We'll get into the second half of the show, third quarter. We'll get into the big major, uh, some games of the week in terms of those games, and we'll get you talking there. We'll bring in our other specialists after the break. So look to us, stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. <laughs> Your ad could be ran here. MyJBN.com backslash support. MyJBN.com backslash support for more information. offers the most advanced and luxurious pickup in its class. Yeah, it runs. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Never not working. Never not working. Never, ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. It's like a loot machine. All around town, we're trying to get down. Analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're gonna tell you if your team, if they want a lot of that. So listen to Professor Yes, sir. And pay attention because he's gonna teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside HBC Sports Lab. As we have Professor Bishop, uh, we have adjunct professors Stephen Gaither, and we have the clinical professor A.D. Drew. Always in the house. How are you doing today? I see you got your Tuskegee Pride on, 700 wins. Your chest is out. I like that. Go ahead, represent. Seven. 700, man. You know, no one, no one expected them to get 700 against that team. Yeah. Against, against West Alabama. Yeah. And, uh, we, you know, we talked about this on the show on Sunday. You know, I've had that article pretty much written for almost a year now. Because about a, <laughs> you know, it was October of last year when they picked up number six ninety nine. So I started right. writing the article, just waiting and waiting, and we were talking about what game was Tuskegee going to get seven hundred last year. No more in that conversation did anyone say it will be next year. Mm. So, so that article has been sitting waiting. The only thing I had to do was update the game information and. You know, didn't know I was going to have to update the coaching portion of it uh, when I did the original article, but added those two things in, and, and hey, let's roll with it. I know we did a little bit about the poll rankings. I know we had HBCU poll uh, rankings that are out there. Who are the top teams in those uh, HBCU pro sports media poll rankings? In the HBCU pro sports media association poll. As I pull it up, we'll start with the uh, major. Obviously, Jackson State is the unanimous number one. Twenty voters in the HBCU Pro Sports Media Association poll came came in with two hundred polls, and I'll just go through the top five for you: Central two, Hampton. Well, I'll quickly go through them: Hampton three, Bama State four, South Carolina State five, Alcorn six, Delaware State seven, UAPB eight, Prairie View nine, Florida A and M. 10, no one was receiving votes outside of those in the major division. Quickly going down the mid-major, 
Virginia Union won uh, 182 points, 12 of the 21st place votes. Albany State, 165, five first place votes. Benedict, three, 158, one first place vote. Fort Valley, four, 147, two first place votes. Mm. Finishing in and on out. Langston, Fayetteville State was six. Virginia State, seven. West Virginia State, eight. Bowie State, nine. Bluefield State was 10. And Steve, your Shaw Bears were receiving votes. Those aren't my Shaw Bears. <laughs> well, you you the CI you the CIAA whisperer, so I've got to give them, I, just like I'm giving you Bowie State and you. To, no, I'm, I'm, I'm Stephen Gaither, founder of HBCU Union. They're life. not my Shaw Bears, but they do <laughs> hey, But you've been you you you've been prognosticating for all all shows, so we gonna give CIAA some love and say they was receiving votes. And uh, the one thing HBCU Pro Sports Media Association, uh, eight different uh, media organizations. Voters in nine different states, Texas, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, Virginia, Pennsylvania, New York, and Connecticut. Nice. Spread out. Let's get into some of this CIAA. We're going to start with this matchup here. Uh, mid-major classic game of the week is Eddie McGirt Classic, Irwin Belt Complex in Charlotte, North Carolina, Lincoln, Pennsylvania, Lions sitting at 1-2 and two on 1 at Johnson C. Smith, Golden Bulls 0-2 on the season. CIAA, Steve. Gaither, give us some updates. What are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? Passing game of the week. Well, I it's uh I think it's gonna be an interesting matchup. You know, Lincoln has been the um the uh the the doormat of the CIAA uh pretty much since it got into into the back into the league um after reestablishing football and everything like that. Uh and you know, they're everybody's homecoming opponent. Um <laughs> and you know, year after year. Uh, and, you know, but this year they opened up the season uh, with a win uh, over Central State University. Um, I'm sorry, they lost to Delaware State, but, you know, it wasn't it, as bad as they put lost. And they've, you know, also, you know, got beat Central State and they've been competitive. And so I know they got some folks in Winston-Salem sweating about a homecoming that they got going on in another week. But we'll take care of that when it gets there. Johnson C. Smith, meanwhile, um, you know, they are. Uh, they're 0-3, but they've got a lot of excitement uh, down in Charlotte. Their uh, head coach, uh, formerly at Fort, at Fort Valley, Coach uh, Flowers, uh, he's a Johnson C. Smith alumnus, and, uh, you know, they're really excited about him. Uh, Smith is, uh, you know, one of those schools. They're, they're part of the the, uh, the first two, them in Livingstone, and, you know, they, they, uh, they've they taken their lumps over the years in football, but they're hoping to uh, get some things going on Beatty's Ford Roads. So um, I think both teams – um, this could be a toss-up. Uh, they have shown some, the ability to play on offense under Coach Flowers. Uh, he brought his quarterback with him from Fort Valley. So uh, I think uh, Johnson C. Smith, um, if they don't win this game, they're going to feel like there might not be too many more other wins uh, other than, you know, maybe a, a couple other CIAA South foes. So um, I think it'll be uh, very interesting. And I, I think it'll be one of those games that it'll, it'll be a close game. They should will be entertaining. He's telling you. Let's go over to this SIC matchup and go to another group, 80 group. This is a top 10 matchup, unlike the uh, CIAA. Uh, we will get the CIAA tough matchup on Thursday. Steve Gaither, we might go to you and let you get a little sneeze of that as well, since we got you in today to talk about and give your thoughts on that. Um, but let me go to Drew um, and ask him about this independent uh, non conference matchup. Number six, Fort Valley State Wildcats, three and oh. At number 10, Bluefield State Big Blue, two and one on the season. Can they get the biggest surprise of the year? Or is Fort Valley really who we thought they are? Tell us, Drew, what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? As you write for the D2 SIEC, we want to know your thoughts on this. This will be Fort Valley's longest road trip of the season when they travel to uh, West Virginia. Uh, the rest point. of their games are in either Georgia, Georgia, South Carolina, or the state of Alabama. So the reason I bring that up is don't expect a lot of people to be traveling from Fort Valley, Georgia, up to uh, Bluefield, West Virginia, to Mitchell Stadium. So Bluefield State would definitely have a home field advantage. I'll tell you one thing, expect a quick game. Both these teams love to run the ball. You know, this game will be definitely done in less than three hours, probably going to be closer to that 2.30 to 2.45 time as far as actual game, actual time on the clock between these two. 
I mean, Fort Valley, can you stop their run game? That is the question. Can Bluefield State stop their run game? That's what's going to be. That's what's going to determine this uh this particular uh matchup. But let's remember, Fort Valley struggled against Allen last week, who also has a stellar run game. So mm. gonna be interesting. Bluefield has more than a puncher's chance in this in this game. A turnover here, turnover there. Hey, let's talk about Big Blue with the victory. And that's great points. SIEC whisper. Charles, if you would, let me do an audible. Since we have Stephen Gaither here, let me tease out with that CIAA game of the week that we'll talk about more on Thursday. But while we have him, we got a top five matchup in the CIAA uh, in terms of the poll rankings we just released today. We had number one, Virginia Union Panthers, 3-0, and 1-0 uh, overall. At number five, Fayetteville State Broncos, 2-1, and 1-0. Some people may say this is a preview. Because the CIAA championship, uh, top 25 votes and those things are on the line in a lot of ways. Uh, your ranking in terms of the playoffs is these teams kind of continue to move out. Stephen <clears throat> Gaither, we got you now. I want to know, this is a good one. See, you thought I was going to leave you with that dud over there. No, I got you. I'm going to show you some love. Let me know what are your thoughts on this top matchup. Uh, I think for me, um, you know, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Fayetteville State, obviously, they've been the bridesmaids, you know, every year. They, they've been, you know, thumping their chest about winning the CIAA South and everything like that. And, uh, you know, but Coach, uh, <laughs> Coach, um, now Coach Hayes has done a great job with the program of getting it consistently to where it, win, it, where it is the standard bearer in the, the CIAA South. Uh, but they haven't been able to get over that hump this year. They're hoping to do it, but they lost – a lot of players, um, you know, a lot of talented players uh, still had a lot of talent left. You know, they got the win over UNC Pembroke. Um, again, you know, we're talking about, you know, one of the teams that they compete with in their area for players, and they had never beaten them. So they got that win. They were feeling good. And then they went and laid an egg against Wingate, another, you know, another D2 team that, you know, if you're in the CIAA and as a contender, you want to be able to beat those type of teams. So they laid the egg there, and then, you know, now they, they were able to beat Lincoln. But it wasn't as easy as a Lincoln North victory usually is. Back to my point earlier. So, uh, meanwhile, Virginia Union. I mean, they. I mean, what can you say? I mean, they did what they did against VUL. They uh, went toe to toe with Valdosta State and came out with the win in Georgia. And then they, uh, you know, they they did what they they did what they had to do against Livingstone. Another forty plus you know point victory. So I think um, you know I, I'm going to have to give it to Virginia Union right now. They're going to be on the road. It's going to be a tough atmosphere, but I think uh, Dr. Alvin Parker and his uh, and his uh, guys are going to come in there ready. Uh, and I, but I'm expecting a great matchup either way. So, Stephen, who's going to stop Jada Byers? That that would be the question. Um, you know, a lot of those big space eaters that they had last year, Kashawn James, uh, <laughs> is no longer eligible to play. You know, he's gone. A lot of other guys as well. So yeah, Jada Byers has been you know quietly. I mean, 200 yards a game. You know. He could be over a thousand yards by before we hit October. So, um, you know, very, very potent offense. And I think Virginia Union is, um, you know, this is a statement chance for them for sure, as well as for, uh, you know, as well as for uh, Fayetteville State. You know, they've they've kind of in these last couple of years, they've kind of you know been able to get away with beating some, you know, not the, not the best teams in the CIAA North. If we're being honest, they haven't had to play Bowie in the regular season. You know, when you get a, you know, a Lincoln and traditionally in a Elizabeth City or, you know, even some years the way you get them to wine, um, those crossover wins um, are easier to come by than the Bowie States and now the Virginia Union. So I think this is going to be a great test for them to see if they really do still have that championship DNA, championship level DNA, or if Virginia Union is really going to assert itself as um, the team to beat now. Can I get one quick one in, uh, Dr. Kavir? Yeah, uh, quickly. Uh, I just want to know who Dr. Parker made bad in the CIAA office. Have you seen Virginia Union's road schedule in the CIAA? Not only do they travel to Fayetteville State, but they also travel to Bowie State and to Virginia State this year. So they, the, yeah, if they the, get it done. Yeah, by, by order of predicted order finish, the three top teams in the CIAA, Union has them all on the road. They went to Valdosta Ooh. and won. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> road work. Yeah, if you gonna put your pen on it and make your statement flag early, they did it with that one. So they say, bring it on, all comers or not. But you're right, Eddie Drew. 
if you get it done and stuff like that, it not only bodes well for the confidence of your team, but in terms of the playoff seating and ranking, which a lot of they're playing for. I know it's early, but these things will, should set up well for that. Let's get into our last break. We'll get into the fourth quarter. We'll come back with some major division discussions, and we'll break that down as we got some good games on the major division side with some classics, uh, independent games, and then we'll call it a night. Stick with us. We'll be right back after this last break. Thank you guys for what you do for HBCU Athletics. This is a fantastic avenue for, for, for all of us. This is our ESPN, so we, 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 we love what you guys do. Brian, AD, Roy, all you guys at BCSN, we really appreciate what it is that you guys, you guys do for us. Well, let's say I found the one who takes me to another level. Always stays calm under pressure. Most importantly, the one that helps me discover the coolest places. This sounds wonderful. Come outside, I'll introduce you. They're here. Definitely the one. <laughs> Introducing the all-new Nissan Frontier. At CDW, we get speed as the new currency of success. Our team spends way too much time tending to outdated applications and software when they should be focused on driving application agility and innovation. CDW Amplify Development Services modernizes software and application development to help accelerate innovation and digital transformation. So you mean building new applications, UI, and mobile interfaces? Well, you said you needed to innovate more quickly. Oh, so he's a listener. To do more at scale, trust CDW Amplify Development Services. It's like a loot machine. All around town, trying to get down. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna love that and who the ball. So listen to Professor Yesa and pay attention because he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Gaville with Inside HBC Sports Lab. Coming back for our last fourth quarter. Put the four up. Let's get into it. Lorman, Mississippi. Jack Spring Stadium. SWAT. Saturday, September the 24th, 6 o'clock. And this is on HBC Go TV. You have number six, Arkansas at Pine Bluff. UAPB, the Golden Lions, 2-1 on the season. Come into a Western Division matchup. They're on the road to number eight, Arkansas. They Braves top 10 matchup, one and two on the season. Should be interesting. Charles, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Man, we're already excited about the West. It's wide open. Somebody gets to make another <clears throat> statement to say that we want to be in the mix. What yeah, are your thoughts I, in terms of this game? Yeah, this is a game where uh, with UAPB, especially quarterback uh, Skylar Perry, he has to show up in this game. I mean, as he goes, so goes UAPB. And uh, if they're going to get this win down there in Lorman, which is already a tough place to play, uh, he has to be able to, to utilize his skills, both throwing and running uh, running the football. Uh, but it's going to be tough. I think uh, Allporn gets this win uh, coming into the season. Well, we knew uh, Nico Duffy to be the bell cow uh, running back for Allporn, but they have other pieces back there. They rushed for over 200 yards this past weekend against McNeese State, Javante Leatherwood, and Jarvin Howard. Uh, they bring some nice punch along with Nico Duffy. Uh, uh, Javante Leatherwood, he rushed for eight yards this past weekend uh, at McNeese State. So I think Alcorn will get the win. But, you know, for UAPB, for, for us to really consider them in the West, Skylar Perry has a show in these type of games. Oh, good comments. Good comments. Let me go to you, A.D. Drew. What are your thoughts in terms of this swag matchup? Top 10. I, I concur with Charles. Uh, Scott Perry's got to show up for this for this particular game. But let's be real. This is one of those games that we penciled in for Alcorn earlier in the season. Now they've got the confidence 
after the victory that they had last week against uh, against McNeese. And they're at home once again, UAPB on the road, going back on the road after they took that uh, butt whipping by Oklahoma State. Cash the check, but you 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 took an L. So how confident will UAPB uh, be going back into this game? Can they reach back to the confidence that they got in those first two games when they beat Lane and the Little Sisters of the Poor? Uh, who was that, Northwestern State? or Whoever they beat that second game. I don't even think they were NCAA school. So, oh, know, yeah. For, this is first FCS opponent this year for UAPB. Got to lean towards Alcorn on this one. Stephen Gaither, what do you think in terms of Pine Bluff and Alcorn? Obviously, the way these guys thinking, they the lower ranked team is gonna get in there. So uh, I guess it's the upset to some degree is there, but maybe not. What are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? Uh, <laughs> enough said. Alcorn. <laughs> there it is. I do want to say this in terms of another kid getting out of Texas, Missouri, Texas transfer quarterback. But people don't realize that he's playing really well. That's Aaron Allen. Yeah. We got five Texas quarterback leading teams in the SWAC. It is fascinating to see. Jackson State, you know what Shador Sanders is doing over there. Uh, you see what's going on with Body, Andrew Body over there at Texas Southern, Aaron Allen getting it done. Obviously, questions in terms of injuries, the two matchups. You got a Texas. Quarterback matchup in the next game in terms of Prairie View going to Alabama State. We'll talk about that on Thursday. Yeah, That's fascinating when you get into it. But we're going to go back to the Carolina country. Greensville, North Carolina, independent non-conference. You saw some of the folks in the chat talking about this matchup, educating us a little bit in terms of Carolina. For a major division matchup, you can Greensboro, North Carolina, Tour Stadium. MEAC versus the Big South, Saturday, September 24th, clock ESPN+. Plus. You have number three South Carolina State Bulldogs, one and one on the season. They haven't fared too well against North Carolina a and uh, Coach Poots says they can run, but they can't hide. <laughs> they going to Big South, Colonial. He said, no, we want them on the schedule. And I think he wants a little payback. You talk about the Aggie Pride. They said, not so fast, my friends. We have a plan for you all. Upset or not? Stephen Gates, to start with you, what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? Do we get one of the biggest upsets of the year? Is Bulldogs going to show now we're for real? Um, I think this is going to be an intriguing matchup. A&T uh, had, you know, they just haven't been the A&T that we've seen over the last couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. You know, South Carolina State, they have, they're coming off the bye week. Um, and A&T's, you know, they kind of beat up. You know, they played Central. They played North Dakota State, they played Duke, you know what I mean? They played some physical games, uh, you know, have they found their quarterback in uh, Mr. Brickhalter there? Their running game obviously mm. has been has been doing doing the thing for sure, um, you know, and, you know, the Aggies, they're going to come out, they're going to make a lot of noise, um, you know, and I think, um, you know, South Carolina State, I think for a lot of folks like me, you know, you know, they won the Celebration Bowl, they won the MEAC, but they didn't beat North Carolina A&T last year. And I think they want to uh, complete that. So I don't think they would love anything more than to go into, into East Greensboro, as they refer to it, and uh, and pick up the win. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think, um, you know, right now I would say um, I'm still, I'm still, I'm going to go A&T. So, you know. We'll oh, see, wow. We'll, I'm, I'm going to go with A&T. I'm going to go with those guys over in, on, in East Greensboro. They're at home. I think that's going to be enough for gotcha. them. A.D. Drew, what are your thoughts on this matchup? You wish your eyes. I'm not sure you're going the same direction. Go ahead. Let us know. Look, uh, A&T uh, has, has, really has not looked good this, this particular season. You know, they didn't look good against Central. They damn sure didn't look good against North Dakota State. And, you know, they, they got it. Once again, they got a check last week, but did not look good against Duke. South Carolina State, after not looking uh, good week one, rebounded and put a shellacking on Bethune-Cookman. And when do you want to win? Going into a bye week. That's what South Carolina State did. So not only are they happy going into the bye week, then when they get back to practice, you know, and focus on North Carolina A&T, 
they they are doubly focused because you got you got the rest and you got a victory. I've got to lean towards the Bulldogs on this one, Steve. That's a good one. I'm not going to try anything to the Aggies to either you. way. So. <laughs> <laughs> now you're home. The truth. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm saying, all we want is a field that's fair. <laughs> now that's George Suggs. Again, Aggies 35, South Carolina State 30. He's at home and he asking for a fair field. I don't get it. Go ahead, Charles. What are your thoughts in terms of this match? It's been tough for South Carolina State overcoming North Carolina a &T. Uh The question for me is which court fields am I going to get? And my, uh, the court feels uh, so far this season, he's been shaky. Uh, 11 of 31 pass and only a uh, 35% uh, completion ratio. So uh, that, you know, is it, it's making me think you're going to have to put the ball in the Kendra Flowers' hands a lot in this game. Can North Carolina NT, can their rush defense, can they stop him? Uh, because if they can stop him, it's going to make South Carolina State kind of one-dimensional to me. And that, that doesn't play – into their hands, so I, I like AT at home. Shaq Davis, two touchdowns. AT at home, man. Yeah. Everybody is not believing Shaq in Davis, these Bulldogs. Two touchdowns. I'm not yeah, sure. I, I, I believe in Shaq Davis. I believe it. <laughs> I know. I, I think you can't have throw the some ball to fair, fair played in terms of the offense. What'd you say, Steve? Can't throw the ball to itself. Look, exactly. you could make a bad throw <laughs> with and Shaq Davis at six five can, can help you out tremendously. <laughs> I think one thing that y'all missing is just how good that South Carolina State defense is. Mm. Uh, you can win some games, as we've seen with Jack yeah. State. Yeah. yeah. You can have a great offense, but if your offense is a little off one night for whatever reason, i.e. Tennessee State, Jack State, you got a defense like that, you can still win some games. We've You're seen right. that this season. We've seen that all last year. So one thing I think you want to keep in mind, is that South Carolina State defense. That's why I'm intriguing about this 35-30 score. I don't see it getting that high. This is going to be more of a slugfest, running yeah. the ball, old-fashioned, old-day MEAC-type matchups, if you will. Yeah. And I think it's going to be much lower scoring. But I think South Carolina State, the Bulldogs, find a way um, to continue to make it interesting uh, and speed on until we get to the end of October for that South Carolina State Hosting North Carolina Central matchup could be a top five matchup by that time. A lot of football to be played. That'll do it for us today. Want to say thanks for Stephen Gaither joining us. Uh, AD Drew always stepping in and doing his thing. But let's get out of here. Thank you for listening to Inside the HBC. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the Dean of HBC Sports, coming from inside the lab in the College of HBC Sports with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Again, thanks, Stephen Gaither, joining us of HBCU Game Day. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bills inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we'll be back Thursday at 6 o'clock. Jumped in there with A.D. Drew. He's always getting it done in terms of what they do with Sports Rap with Brian in the A.D. show. The other things is this talented brother gets done. We want to look forward to uh, Thursday. We'll give you some more latest news in the lab. Follow me. Dr. Kenyatta Cavill on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube on Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. A.D.? Lecture. Steven? Dismissed. <laughs> got, you it. got it. 100 on the brain. Got it this time. <laughs> he got it. He got it. A plus.